The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can, and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back, tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, taste like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place, no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today, or, or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all. So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. <clears throat> Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the Apocalypse. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. Y'all know me. I'm still the same old G. I haven't been low key though. I've been up in your business. What's going on? My name is Chad. I'm a bird, and this is my Birdcast. Um, I wasn't really going to get into Dre. I just thought that I was listening to it a second ago, and it was stuck in my head, so I thought I'd get it out. Now it's stuck in yours. Um, What's going on? If you don't know about this, um, well, this is the Birdcast. My name is Chad, and uh, there, you're pretty caught up, I think. Last Yesterday, we did one of the best pinball streams I've ever been a part of on um, the Chad Tubes. Over at Logan Arcade, we were playing 2011 Stern Pinball's Tron Legacy. We did that all night. My voice is still hoarse. Uh, So Tron is a movie about a guy gets trapped in a video game. Well, I mean, more specifically, he gets trapped in a computer program that he created. So then they made a video game about a movie about a guy getting trapped in a video game. Then they made a sequel to a movie. Wait, they made a movie about a guy getting trapped in a video game. Then they made a video game about a guy getting trapped in a video game. Then they made a sequel to the movie about a guy getting trapped in a video game. Then they made a pinball table based on the sequel, based on the video game. Fuck, I got lost halfway through. Anyway, Tron. Uh, So Stern has this great 2011 Tron table. Yeah, I didn't want to do it again. It hurt that time. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, it's pretty dope. And it's a super day glow. Um, They have, um, it's all ramps and multi-balls. And then uh, Them's over at Logan replaced all the silver balls with power balls, which are ceramic balls, which are less heavy than silver balls, which means is fucking pinball chaos. Go on my YouTube, check it out, and you'll understand why my voice hurts right now. I mean, Toily T. Paper showed up. Bill Larkin showed up. Um, the owner of Logan Arcade, the incredible Zespi, showed up with his insane collection of toys. And after it was over, we were discussing over at the bar, we're going to do a toy stream where we're going to get out a select number of his insane collection and we're going to go down the line. Ah, it's going to blow your mind. Blew mine. 
So much went down. Y'all gave us money. We bought pizza. We got shots. No, we didn't do like, um, we didn't, we weren't doing like, we, we weren't getting our vaccinations. Although go get your vaccinations. We were just doing tequila shots. And then when it was over, um, yeah, hung out for a bit over at Logan, which if you have not been to Logan Arcade, come on, man. It's the bestestest. Google it. I promise you won't be disappointed. But more importantly, last week, um, Jimmy Buffett passed away, and I was asked to give a margarita morium about him, and that is what we're going to listen to. It's a little sad, but it's also kind of fun, because that's like, you know, what Jimmy um, Buffett would have wanted. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm pink and a bird, so parrot head by default. So, like, I obviously was not going to say no to that. And I was happy to be joined by a good friend of mine for the end. So hold on tight for that, friends. In the means, chadthebird.com, if you want to find out what shows are coming up. Uh, I'm also on Cameo. Hit me up there. Um, if your mom likes me, or if your dad likes me, if your friends like me, um, it's the best way to say something, because I'll say anything. Send it along. In fact, i got to go do one of those right now. So while I do that... Why don't you go live to me talking about Jimmy Buffett's passing already in progress. Under things you got to know, I had originally been assigned a different story that day, but then that morning, Jimmy Buffett passed away and we had to do a switch mid-range. So, like, wrote this in two hours. This is the day. So, you know, have a moment with me. Anyway, here it is, already in progress. Like me, cause it could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. I can't promise you forever, baby, cause I just went too long. I got a pocket full of quarters now, and I'm not gonna be gone. Cause I think I need a new boyfriend. Woo! you got dragging you down. Ready, able, baby, just give me a call And I'll be around tonight Promise, promise, break promise, promises You know that just can't keep I make promise, promises, break promise, promises Breaking in my sleep Keep breaking promises I made to myself And I think I'll do my best To hold my head up I see your face and I start to melt promise that you like me, cause it could go downhill, I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will, I can't promise you forever baby, cause I just went too long. Please bow your heads. <laughs> Dearly beloved, <laughs> plus ones. And those who missed the shuttle from the hotel and had to spring for an Uber, we appreciate your sacrifice. Before we begin, we must, as is custom, pause for a prayer to the party god so that we may go past the rental time and not be charged. Please bow your heads. Those that can, if you have like a foam dome or one of those sombrero ritas, just do a casual dip. We'll know what you mean. Heavenly bouncer, in whose glorious protection we continue to rage, Blessed be the drinks we are about to consume, and may they be strong enough for late night karaoke with no apprehension. 
but not so intense that we have to fish Tiffany out of the chocolate fountain. May the tunes be banging, may the snacks be off the hook, may our bars be open, and like full open, not like beer and wine like we're at a college orientation, we're in suits for fuck's sake. In the name of the Jello, the Jaeger bomb, and the kamikaze shot, we pray. Forget that blind ambition, trust your intuition. Life is a tire swing and it's five o'clock somewhere. Cheers. John Donne once said of humanity that no man is an island entire of itself, but he never knew James William Buffett, who entire of himself was an all-inclusive equatorial destination. Born on Christmas Day, 1946, in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and not fully formed out of a cracked pineapple as historians originally thought. <laughs> he played trombone in grade school and sailed with his grandfather, who was a steamship captain. He graduated from a Catholic school in Mobile, Alabama. So you know once he had his first drink, he was gonna dive in. No tuck, no pike, just face first. <laughs> he studied journalism and moved to Nashville to work for Billboard magazine. Though at first listen, one would assume rightly that he was actually a pre-mixed grapefruit cocktail that gained sentience after being mixed with sunscreen and electrified by a steel guitar, he was actually a folk country singer busking along the streets of New Orleans and not in the stairwell near the student center, Todd! We get it, you got emotions! Go outside where people want to listen to music! Back in Nashville, he recorded his first album, Down to Earth, in 1970. And it's got a folksy, hug-the-grass, roll-your-own kind of road trip vibe, which you could groove to whilst hitchhiking in the 70s. And then, in 1971, he discovered Key West. <laughs> Outlaw country pioneer Jerry Jeff Walker, he wrote Mr. Bojangles, drove Jimmy Buffett from Coconut Grove, Florida, in an old Packard, on a busking trip down south about as far as you could go. Actually, the southernmost city in the US, closer to Cuba than Florida. And that sentence hits different in 2023. <laughs> this four mile long island finds itself at the end or the beginning, depending on how much you really want to go to mainland Florida, of US Route 1, which is the longest north-south road in the US. Perfect for a highwayman like himself to spark up and kick his legs out the window while some guy named Jeter or something drives too slow. And that is where his folksy ass found out just what it truly means to tune out and relax. Key West has a tinkly ice in the glass flavor you cannot get in Nashville in the 70s, which made it a popular haven for writers. Hemingway lived there in the 30s, which is not the best example. Because I don't know if Ernest Hemingway is the picture of chill or anything. I don't see him on a beach towel wearing pink sunglasses and rocking a daiquiri. I'm just saying he's a writer. Quote, Key West will always be a part of me, Jimmy Buffett said in an interview with the Miami Herald in 2022. Quote, I really found myself, I think, as a writer down there. I'm just glad that I was able to utilize it, and it did for me as much as I did for them. Speaking, of course, from the future, after he'd become the official, quote, pirate laureate of Key West. <laughs> That's real. But back in 1973, he simply said of Key West, quote, you can have the rest of everything I own because I have found me a home. It was there he began to perfect what some would call Calypso country, others would call Gulf Western, but history would note it as trop rock. Me, 
I call it bacon cheeseburger music. Because you know if you hear coconut telegraph coming from a restaurant, chances are high some bacon shall find its way to a meat patty with a chaser of tots and possibly, maybe if you're lucky, onion straws. Bringing a tear to your eye. Because do you deserve onion straws? Yes, my child, you deserve onion straws. Blessed be. This mango salsa music was a far cry from the James Buffett who wrote Truck Stop Salvation in which, quote, he's what they've tried to kill with their Bibles and their stills, but he's not weird, just a man that's being free. Turns out his freedom would not be on the dusty trail in bell bottoms, but at the bottom of a rum runner after some conch fritters and pinks. And though his, that's pink shrimp, I learned that today. I said that, they're called pinks down there. And though his studio would be in Nashville, in Key West, he stayed. It didn't seem that there was much convincing needed. The arm need not be twisted, kind of fish in a fucking barrel. Or as he put it, quote, didn't ponder the question too long. I was hungry, went out for a bite, ran into a chum with a bottle of rum, and we wound up drinking all night. And then, in 1977, he released his seventh solo album, Changes in Latitude, Changes in Attitude. This album ushered in the end of the Don Gant-produced Key West albums, which was like Jimmy Buffett going through a thing. Kind of like when Travis was cottagecore goth for a month because he did shrooms and watched Crimson Peak, only beachy and tolerable. <laughs> but that wasn't all this album did for Jimmy Nay. Turns out his seventh album was the Shotsky, the T-shirt cannon blast, the Tabasco sauce dash on his Bloody Mary on the Lido deck of his career. Because within its tome contained his singularity, a little tune that a mere mention of would get it dug into your brain where it would live forever and never die, controlling you like the rat from Ratatouille, forever a walking zombie to its whims, and I shall not utter it here. But if you don't know why Jimmy Buffett is or what his final Pokemon form would be, then perhaps ye have not had oxygen and continue in your glorious fish state, skillfully avoiding Key West for fear you'll end up next to the crab legs at a Jimmy Buffett buffet. This song was written about a drink Buffett had at Love's Cochina del Sur in Austin, Texas. So he was hanging out there. <laughs> yeah, woo Austin, Texas. No, for real, woo it. See, he was hanging out there, respectfully, of course. See, he was hanging out in Austin, Texas, having a drink and pondering the tourist surge that inevitably happened around that time of year in his favorite place, Key West. Quote, one day in the studio, Buffett comes in and starts telling me about a day he had in Key West. Producer Norbert Putnam told Sound on Sound, quote, he was coming home from a bar and he lost one of his flip-flops. He stepped on a beer can top and he couldn't find the salt, he says, writing lyrics to it. And I say, that's a terrible idea for a song. <laughs> he comes back in a few days later and plays it. And right then, everyone knew it was going to be a hit. And so... On February 14th, 19th, 19th, 1777. Come on. <laughs> How many margaritas have I had? And so, on February 14th, 1977, Jimmy Buffett released that song into the world and people. And that's kind of everything. From there, the song would become a restaurant, a resort, a Broadway fucking musical, a state of mind. Everyone goes through a phase finds themselves, changes how they are, but most of the time, whatever it is they become does not become an anthem for a way of living. Ever since 1977, if you see a Hawaiian shirt, a frozen drink, a glistening plate of nachos in the good chaise lounges that hug you like a paid professional, <laughs> you will hear it in your head. 
and also probably on the fucking touch tune because there's a bachelorette party over the age of 40 at the bar going ham and leaving nothing but crumbs. <laughs> Say what you will. Say what you will about Jimmy Buffett's music, and you do! Just scroll Facebook today and you will see every pissy metalhead proclaiming that they fucking hated his music, but you gotta respect the man. And yeah, you do, Stuart! Did your guy build a pop culture empire and create an entire international lifestyle and become one of the richest musicians in history with one song? Did Opeth do that? No, they didn't. Put on your sunscreen and come outside. You can get goofy for a day. Opinions are as plentiful as olives behind the bar, so take as many as you like, and that martini, I'll have a margarita. I mean, I'm a parrot head by default. <laughs> but even I know that blowing out your flip-flop sounds like a dumb fucking thing to think about in the grand scheme of the world, but if it happens to you, you will think stop. Damn, Jimmy Buffett was right. This fucking sucks. <laughs> and in the end, we all need to get away. And for 46 years, Jimmy Buffett, like a coconut oil scented genie, could make that happen with a song. And this morning, September 2nd, 2023, Jimmy Buffett sailed on, leaving behind good times and great memories that if you could remember, you weren't doing it right. <laughs> and that's kind of it. The country boy didn't stick to his roots, he planted them. He truly found out to live off the grid, you have to make your own world and make sure it has good appetizers and drink specials. <laughs> and in his wake, maybe we maybe all be reminded that life is just a tire swing. It takes no more time to see the good side of life than the bad. Some people never find it, some only pretend. But I just want to live happily ever after now and then. Because you don't need to worry about hereafter, just worry what you're gonna do today. Where it all ends, I cannot tell you, my friends. If I knew, I might toss out my anchor. Or to put it another way. <laughs> Nibbling on sponge cake. Watching the sun bake. All of them tourists covered with oil. You know the words, don't act like you don't. Strumming my sixth string on my front porch swing. Smell the shrimp, they're beginning to boil. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my lost shaker song. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but I know it's nobody's fault. Yes, and some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but I know it's my own damn fault.
Special thanks to the Barrera Cudas for their kick-ass song, Promises, that's taking us out on the back end. Thank you to Jepson's Malort for sponsoring me. Thank you to you for listening to me. Um, So much thanks all around. Thank you to Zach Banselbo for recording me. Um, thank you to Zespi and Toily and Bill for coming by the stream. And then thank you to you, again, just double thanks. I think we all deserve it. I don't know what's going to happen this week, but if you want to follow along, go on my website. Riot Fest is next week, so I'll be coming from there at some point, and you should be going there. There. Ooh, I kind of want to go play some more Tron. <laughs> nah, I can't do it. Ah, ah, it hurts. Nailed it.